0: Heyo! Welcome! Um, It is a strange singing little start to this podcast this morning. I hope that you enjoy it. (laughs) Uh, But today we're breaking down a little bit of this idea of like universal living wages. And if that's a little too political for you, just listen to how it impacts people's abilities to dream. And I think most importantly, that's what all of this work is about. Why isn't there a level playing field for dreamers? And what's going on to stop people from going after their dreams? And some people will say like, well, you got to find your grid and you have to la 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 and totally. Um, but there is definitely a scarce mindset that Leads against people's abilities to do that. And I will say, a scarce environment that also helps lock that down and make you question whether it's possible for you all along. So let's go. Welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast, where we do dreams. And finding that alignment in season four has been very important because this is the truth of all the work that the death of a dream becomes. And rolling out the first book this season related to that sort of creates this journey and this pathway for people to recover and go after the things that they want in this life. It's moving people through this transition of something doesn't feel quite right. How do I feel my way back there? And I'm excited to be expanding that work in season four and to even be still showing up for what will be the death of a dream and all the beautiful things that we do to change the world together. We've gone through some crazy seasons, we've gone through some more quiet and reserved seasons, seasons of attack, and we're finally experiencing the first season of alignment and building. We have found a foundation and I am very excited to be building right along with all of you.
1: in my super wow i press record before i was ready to start recording
0: would you like me to sing the rest of the song that i was apparently singing right before i got on here i found the
1: edge of my future lies beyond the yellow brick roof. By a yellow brick road Where the dark side society hides You can't take me from your penthouse I'm going back to my plow Back to the hollows Out in the woods Hunting the horny back toads
0: Should definitely not publish this episode starting that way. But here we are, just singing and riffing and not even knowing any of the words. That's what this show's about. Do what you feel best doing and singing anywhere, mostly in the car, specifically in the car. Um, Always a cure for all things. And now, maybe singing on the podcast. I don't, it maybe has been a little while since we've <laughs> openly sung here. So, there you go. I don't know the words to that song, but I do appreciate and enjoy it. I will tell you if you like the song Yellow Brick Road from um, Elton John, you will also enjoy the Michelle Branch edition of it. She does a live version of it that is really quite spectacular. Um, just in case you're ever... I think it's Michelle Branch. No, 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 no. It's Sarah Borellis. Gotta be. Hold on. I'm looking right now. I just listened to it.
1: Behind the yellow brick road. Ah. brick road I should look up the word so I could actually sing it let's look
0: yes goodbye yellow brick road live with Sarah Borellis. it's a really good version of it I'm just saying there you go and that was sort of the rendition that I was attempting to recreate it certainly was not like what it sounds but if you would like that for your Listening pleasure. Go for it. And let's go ahead and dive into our great things. Um, I'm just going to go back because apparently in the rhythmic disruption of what it seems to be my life over the last couple of weeks, I was so disrupted, in fact, that I started titling my shows about 10 episodes back. So if you notice like a disruption or you noticed (laughs) episodes coming out in weird orders, um, that's what happened. I, I'm the only one who works on creates edits, doesn't edit at all. Otherwise you would not be hearing sneezes and coughs and children and... Singing because any good editor would have just edited out pretty much the first two minutes of the show. But I'm the one who is responsible for everything that happens on this show and all of the research, all of the different drives, all of the different content that we produce, the subject matter, everything, the direction that we go. Mostly it's just following my life and what I find interesting and curious and where I'm headed in this direction. Because if you're trying to do your dreams, it is a journey. It is not a wake up tomorrow and I decided I'm going to do my dreams. And then they just all started happening. And sometimes that is very much the direction. But what happens if you decide that you want to do your dreams and it is a journey? I don't know. I'm still on it. And this is the documentation of that. So because we're following more of a Documentary style of podcasts. Um, I'm responsible for what goes on here, and it just is following my life. So, <laughs> because my life was interrupted, this is what happened in the unnaming renaming of the show. I missed celebrating my nine hundredth episode. I was like, Oh, great. 900th episode will happen last Friday. So excited. And I was getting excited for that. And then I realized that in that week that I had gotten off, because I was like, what? I should be here Friday. But then I don't know where I found the error. Um, But I realized that I did 10 episodes again. So I went back to... 880, and published 880 through 889 twice. And so, as I was going through and renaming those episodes and numbering them appropriately, I realized I completely skipped over our 900th episode. Gone. Just skipped it. It didn't happen. Didn't happen. And I felt really sad about that. But what I feel great about is not many people will continue showing up for something that often. And what I've continued to realize is that showing up alone isn't enough, but it is one of the most important factors, right? You are what you consecutively do, consistently do. And dreams are a vital part of that. And I always tell people who are like, ready to go on this adventure of chasing your dreams. What are you doing every day to do that? And it is Pass fail. And I'm not saying, like, hey, there's going to be a test tomorrow. And if you're on this track, I'm going to dock you points for every day that you missed. Uh, But I am saying, if this is what you want, you're going to start doing it in the smallest capacity. Because a lot of times people are like, well, yeah, I want to do that. This is what I want to do. And then they're like, but I'll only do it if I get attention for it, or I'll only do it if it works. Well, that is not how it works like we have to keep putting energy towards that thing even in its smallness even in its its extreme unworthiness of audience and excitement sometimes the biggest portion of our work is is building the narrative building that story Right? So often you see the actor or actress standing up there with the award and what are they talking about? Usually it's not like, I am the best actor, actress, thespian that has ever existed. And I can thank all of the people who got me here. Usually they're talking about how your dreams are possible how you can get to them. You just got to keep showing up. You got to find your grit. You got to find your, I was waiting tables five years ago or I was like, I sacrificed everything. I just kept going towards this and there was nothing that was going to stop me. And those are the things. And that's why when I start with someone doing their dreams, we're starting in the smallest capacity possible. Like you want to act Are you willing to go to the local theater and start working on your craft? Are you, you want to build a business? Are you willing to start figuring out how to sell paper or sell your um, washing business, right? Your washing waste cans, garbage cans. Like, what is the smallest instance that you could do right now to make that possible? What are you willing to do? And if the answer is nothing, if the answer is I'm not even going to try or, oh, well, I was going to do that, but I never got around to it, then you're going to have to come back to me when you're ready to take this serious, when you're willing to do The small things right now to lead you to the big things, to the big picture. But you don't get to the big picture in a breath. The big picture takes a lot of small pieces and those small pieces you could start working on right now. We don't have to wait until you're assigned author to write. You can write right now. My dream of being a New York Times bestselling author is something that I kept talking about wanting and is something that I can't get to if I never write a word, is something that I can't get to if I never figure out how to do that. how to publish books, how to write books, find my own system for doing that. Maybe create my own system to get there. And I think sometimes we are meant to go through things that hurt us, so we come back and heal those things. So we find ways to help other people through that. And I think most of the time that's what it is. We were hurt in specific ways to know how to heal and help. And what we do in this world is supposed to be that work. There is supposed to be a human element to what we do. The jobs that we do should not be able to be replaced by robots. Humans are necessary in this world. And if we were doing more of our dreams, the world would be a better, more beautiful place. Right? And I'm proud. You know, 900 episodes is just further confirmation that I... Practice what I preach. Like you, you could look at everything that I do and you could read the entire journey. You could listen to the entire journey and you will still find me waking up to do the things that I love doing. And I love being able to coach from that place, like that place of importance of consistency, of process and dedication to dreams. And so that's really, I think, what the 900th episode signifies for me. And within this year, right, 52, there are 52 weeks in a year. We produce five episodes
1: a week. Don't mind me.
0: I don't know, um, but we'll be at a thousand before I even know it, and hopefully we won't <laughs> do this same thing <laughs> where we uh, skip the celebration of that, because 900 episodes is a big deal, and it's also just further cementing that, like, dreams are a journey. Living your dream life, completely creating whatever reality you want to exist in is a journey, is something that you're going to have to consistently wake up and choose, and you're not going to be perfect in that. It's not going to be flawless every single day. It absolutely isn't. There are going to be days where you are going to feel beat by the entire world, and somewhere in there, you're going to have to find a way to show up anyways. And I believe that you shouldn't have to do that alone. And I can't ensure that everybody has a support system that can, can guide them or they have access to support that can guide them to where they want to go. I can't guarantee that. And so that essentially is this. Here's a, here's a lengthy 900-plus episode playlist of how someone who may look similar to your situation, your upbringing, your background, something, your storyline, may. Here's someone who's telling that story every day, who's showing up to have conversations with you in your car, in your <laughs> life where those things didn't exist before, where those voices weren't there to help guide you and continue you in this pursuit. And maybe not everybody has to be as hungry as you, but maybe you do, and maybe you find goodness in this somewhere, in the madness, in the very poor recreations of songs. (laughs) and pressing record before you're ready to begin whatever maybe there's something here that just keeps helping to guide you i really have no idea um but i'm gonna keep showing up because i don't know that everybody has good daily voices to encourage them to keep going on their dreams and since I don't know, I got to just keep showing up. So that's my great thing. 900 episodes. Hi. And more at this point. Very exciting to still be here doing this. So I think in the vein of that, um, I've been <laughs> now reading on This idea of, obviously, there are scarce narratives to this world. Hello, hello. Isn't it wonderful? Um, That's a lot of what my first book was about. Scarcity, this inability to really even imagine that life could be better, that I could be in control of my life because of the strength that narrative held on my life period. And so I started reading today on this idea of um of like universal I don't remember what it's called. Um universal wage. Living wage, yeah, so there there have been a couple of studies of this, and obviously, this is a more um, democratic or sometimes liberal approach to how to live life. But the whole idea of producing a a just like steady income for people just to live so like they can take care of things so they know that they have a house is, is really to eliminate this scarcity, this anxiety around just being able to survive. And I think, like, what a humane thought. Well, then nobody's going to work, right? So, like So there are all of these, these thoughts on this. But a lot of the studies, even though usually because of how most government systems work, They aren't studied for long enough or backed for long enough to actually produce results. And actually, they produce results, but usually the change of hands happens so often that those things get left in a box slash get destroyed completely by the opposition of government control. Like, we don't want people to find out that when we just give people $20,000 $20,000 at baseline, right, to eliminate this idea of, of scarcity, to just allow them to live, we see rapid decreases in the use of our health care and the use of depression and anxiety medicines in the use and abuse of, of children. I think one of the studies found that people who did who, who operated in this way right where they got this maintain maintenance of life wage where they were able to 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 live um actually ended up spending more time with their kids and they saw like a 40% decrease or something crazy in children issues because those parents were actually able to spend time with their families versus spend all of this time out of the home, just trying to barely make a dent in their living arrangements. And I know, like we cover a lot of things here, but most importantly, we're covering things as they're related to dreams and the fact that people, certain people can dream And certain people can't bothers me. I don't like it. I don't like that there are certain regions of the country that have dreamers and are capable of producing, encouraging, and announcing dreamers and giving them a chance. And there are certain regions that are less capable because I don't believe that the talent is different. I don't believe it. Because there are pockets of genius everywhere. Every single human is innately creative. And usually it just depends on the home, the support, the guidance. And sometimes the lack of leads that person to go do the thing. But like, what is the difference? It really bothers me. I really don't like that. The cards are stacked in the deck of some and not of others. I don't think that it's fair that your geography changes that. And you can be like, well, life isn't meant to be fair in all of the things. But I don't think that some people should be able to dream and some shouldn't. And so this idea is really rooted in this idea that when people aren't focused on survival... And we definitely have covered this before. When people aren't focused on survival, when there isn't this lack of understanding where the next meal is coming from or if they're going to be able to pay for this house and their children and whatever, we see people building based on their beliefs, based on the things that, that, they want to do. And so they're talking about, like, basically, most of the Western societies, very specifically in the United States, and I see this a lot in the state that I'm living in we have to just settle because that's what you've been told. Like, you're just going to have to go work a job. I definitely was raised with that same mindset. Like dreams are not possible for most people. Maybe you'll get out. Maybe it'll be possible for you. But that is a stretch. Not possible for most people. Just stay here. Get a job. Keep your head down. You can be creative once in a while, but don't be crazy. Maybe you just craft on the weekends as an outlet, or maybe you volunteer. So you're not so pissed off all of the time. Right. And what they're saying is by creating this like non-scarce environment where everyone is sort of just equally surviving. And I won't say thriving because giving someone $10,000 just so they can like maintain a respectable life is hardly giving them a leg up I mean, it is, but it isn't. And when you really think about how our health is affected by scarcity, we're probably spending that double on what we're paying for healthcare for people in scarce living conditions. But they're saying like the jobs that cause anxiety and depression, which we're forced into have to improve their working conditions by this existing because inevitably this gives people a choice, the ability to create a life and to make a decision. But when you are so forced into a scarce narrative, when you feel like you have no control over your life, you are being controlled by someone, which most corporations bank on because then they can abuse you and do whatever they want. And I definitely saw that in the environment that I was working in before. It was like, well, they don't, if they want to go do something, then they're just going to have to choose. And then they'll just have to leave if they don't like it. And that's how a lot of corporate decisions are made. Well, okay, good. They can go try to find something else. But honestly, we all suck. So it's not going to be better across town, even though they'll convince themselves it is. And it's not better because all of these corporations are aware of this. There's nothing better because we all suck. So good luck to you. And eventually you're going to have to pay for your house. You're going to have to feed your children. You're going to have to heat or air condition your environment. And so we know you'll be back because there is no other choice. You can't survive without us. And so they're saying if we give people wages for survival, these corporations will have to get better because people will actually have a choice at that point. And I definitely cover that in the last book, but not politically like that, right? Um, And then one of the psychologists who studies this goes on to say, when people are free to say no, I think the definition of work would become to add something of value, to make the world a little more interesting or a bit more beautiful right? We'd be actually creating, which is what we are in tune to do as humans. When I talk to people about their dreams, usually they're not like, huh, my dream is to build this huge corporation that eats the souls of individuals. That is my dream. (laughs) No, usually if they're being honest, and it's hard to kind of chip away at that because usually ego will protect us from saying crazy things. But as I continue to to chip away at that, as I continue to, to build trust and rapport with individuals that I work with, usually we can chip it down pretty quickly. And every time it's acting or singing or writing or drawing or painting usually it's making the world a better place. Right. Usually it's it's creating something that's better than something that hurt them. And that's that's what we're meant to do here. To create. And I, I find it really interesting that those studies showed that that's what it gave people. And dreams are more about mental health than accomplishment, right? Like people don't feel engaged in life, not because the job isn't engaging, even though it probably isn't. Um, but usually because it's not what sets their soul on fire. Like think about the last time that you came alive. What were you doing? When did you just... Smile out of excitement or pride for something that you did or were a part of. And it probably points back to a point where you were creative or you were creating a better world. However that happens in your life. How can we make it happen again or even more? And that's really the question that we're asking when it comes to dream doing. And it's interesting that we could be making this happen. We know or we have a good inkling. We're not doing it. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you support any creative that is doing work. And that's simple. Just comment, like, share, review things for them so they keep bringing their art into this world, changing it and making it a more beautiful place. You can do that with all of this work here. Feel free, share, review. I write and post every weekday just to help expand my own light in hopes that it helps expand others. And you can find me at hannahness.channel on all socials, help follow and share and expand this work. And you can find all of my offerings and products at hananess.channel as well. Change the world.